Hi everyone, welcome back to the Primal Pioneer. I'm your host, Heather Shepard. As a classical homeopath, primal nutritionist, and primal movement coach, I help people all over the world improve their health using nature's medicine kit. For over a decade, I've been helping people overcome both acute and chronic health struggles from cancer, autoimmunity, and leaky gut, to soft tissue injuries, C. diff, and brain injuries using a 100% natural approach to health. As a former Division I athlete and trainer of professional athletes, I also help people recover from injuries and help them recover from the wear and tear that develops from years of playing sports and training the body. This week, enjoy my podcast series all about homeopathic medicine. If you're a homeopathic practitioner, if you're currently working with a homeopath, or if you simply want to learn how to use homeopathic medicine to self-heal your body, your understanding of this ancient natural medicine will improve immensely by listening to this series. Enjoy. Hi everyone, welcome back to the show. Today I'm going to talk about the effects of vaccines on the body from a classical homeopathic perspective. This perspective is not my own. I did not create it. This is a snapshot of the different reactions that people tend to experience after vaccinated that I learned in great detail during my classical homeopathic training from George Vithalkas, one of the world's most renowned and respected homeopaths with decades of clinical experience. Additionally, I'll be referring and resourcing to other non-biased research regarding acute and chronic side effects and impacts of vaccines on the body. So another thing I'll mention before I dive in here is that if you're looking for um, a direct correlation of uh, the covid 19 vaccine and the effects it can have on the body. I recommend Dr. Sherry Tenpenny. Um, She has done extensive research on this particular topic, especially with regard to um, the C19 vaccine. So please feel free to check out her work if you want to learn more about, about the direct impact that vaccine can have on the body. She's a relentless researcher and has done several interviews and and done a lot of writing and research on the topic. So let's dive in here today and start with a common question that people ask around vaccinations, which is if vaccinations are bad, meaning destructive to our health, then why doesn't everyone experience negative side effects after being vaccinated? The short answer is everybody who receives a vaccine, including a flu shot, is impacted in a negative way by the vaccine. Some people, as you'll learn here during this episode, can counter the effects of the vaccine, which is a really, really strong, healthy organism, but most people aren't operating at that level of health today. So some people 
can, will experience an immediate side effect within 24 hours to up to 30 days after the vaccination. They'll see uh, an immediate uh, um, acute response after being vaccinated, while others might not see those effects until 10, 15, 20 years down the road, at which point we'd never consider a health condition experienced a decade after being vaccinated to be attributed to a vaccine. However, research shows that some of our most feared and discomforting chronic health conditions, such as cancer, MS, and RA, or rheumatoid arthritis, have been precipitated largely by certain vaccines. So, for example, the BCG vaccine, which is the anti-tubercular vaccine, has shown in the research to, hands down, create a condition practically identical to rheumatoid arthritis. So to answer the question, why doesn't everyone react adversely to vaccinations, which most actually do, it just might not be acutely, um, I'm going to break that down for you here today. And to truly understand on a physiological level how a certain organism will respond to a vaccine or an epidemic or any stressor for that matter on the body, it's important to understand that every organism has different levels of predisposition. So while somebody may have a predisposition to cancer, somebody else may have a predisposition to Alzheimer's, somebody else may have a predisposition to bronchitis, somebody else might have a predisposition to chronic fatigue or joint pain, right? And every organism, it's not just by chance that, let's say, you have more of an arthritic predisposition while somebody else has a more of a Alzheimer's brain memory mind predisposition. Um, you know, this is very dependent on your organism. Every organism has some weaker link that when a stressor is put on the body and that immune system gets to a tipping point where it can no longer sustain that stress on the immune system, it will tip depending on where your weakest link is. For some people, that's the mind. For some people, that's the joints. For some people, that's the heart. For some people, it's literally the immune system. They go into auto autoimmunity or cancer. Okay, And so everybody has different predispositions and everybody um, has different genetics, different, a different environment that they live in or that they've been um, exposed to. They have different life experiences. They have different traumas or griefs and they process these things differently, right? And so everybody's going to react depending on their own unique predisposition and their own level of health. Some people are operating at a higher level of health than others. And the level of health you're operating at is really determined by how many vaccines have you had, how many antibiotics have you taken, um, how many suppressive therapies have you used, prescription drugs, corticosteroids, um, how much grief have you suppressed, etc. right? So everybody uh, is operating at a different level of health and has different predispositions um, depending on their unique exposures, situation, genetics, right? So 
let's take just before I dive into these different groups and how these different groups, um, uh, how people are, are impacted by the vaccine uh, in basically three different ways, depending on their level of health and predisposition. But before I go there, let's take polio, for example. Now, some people with an acute polio uh, infection, they died from the disease. While others exposed to polio, they got sick, they were able to spike a fever, and that fever allowed them to recover. Uh, Yet others exposed to polio weren't affected at all. They didn't have any symptoms. They didn't have a reaction. And this is because they all had different levels of health, different genetic predispositions, different environmental exposures, which influenced how their body uniquely responded to the epidemic. Okay, so let's talk about how the different levels of health respond to vaccinations. And there are three different groups that people tend to fall into uh, one of these groups around how they respond to vaccinations. Let's start with group one. Now, group one, this group is sensitive to the epidemic, meaning if they get exposed, they'll contract the epidemic. And if faced with the epidemic, their immune system will have a strong response. Their immune system is robust and can create symptoms to try and counter the disease. Their immune system hasn't been fully suppressed yet, okay? Not to a marked degree anyway. And if this group is vaccinated, their reaction is also very strong and intense on a deep level. They often get acutely very sick after being vaccinated and also experience long-lasting or permanent side effects from the vaccine. The organism and the immune system is severely suppressed from the vaccination, right? So before the vaccination, they could get a fever, they could, um, their immune system could create a response to a stressor. However, after the vaccination, it affected them on such a deep level that these people will will never get the epidemic. Now, Western medicine thinks this is because the vaccination protected them and allowed them to create protective antibodies. However, this is, it's highly inaccurate. This group cannot actually get the epidemic because their immune system has been so suppressed by the vaccination that they're now too weak to be affected by the epidemic. Their immune system is it's just too weak. It's too suppressed. And if they come in contact with someone uh, with polio, measles, mumps, chicken pox, etc., they don't actually get it because their immune system is too weak and suppressed to produce symptoms. We think if we don't get sick when we're around somebody who's sick, that it's a good thing. It can be, as you'll learn more uh, as I go into the different groups here. But it also, we need to look at the other side of the coin, that it can be that your immune system is so suppressed that it can't actually produce symptoms. And a big goal of... Uh, homeopathic treatment, especially long-term for chronic conditions, we eventually want to get to the point where your immune system can get can actually get a fever again above 101.3. This is a very good sign that your immune system is strengthening, that your organism is strengthening. 
So in group one, these individuals who are vaccinated, they have such a strong, deep reaction from the vaccination that their immune system is incredibly suppressed. And this is why they're protected from the epidemic, not because the vaccination is working, but because the vaccination literally shut down the immune system. And later in life, well, these people can acutely experience something like autism or other more acute side effects of vaccinations, or later in life, these people will uh, experience chronic diseases, quote-unquote diseases of aging, such as cancer, RA, rheumatoid arthritis, MS, autoimmunity, for example. Um, so that's group one. Group two, this group unlike group one, is not very sensitive to a certain epidemic. Meaning, if they come in contact with the epidemic, it wouldn't be a threat to them. Their immune system is strong and can fight it off. They're going to spike a fever, and that fever is going to allow them to get over the hump to fight off the epidemic if they get it. But these people aren't very sensitive to the epidemic. If this group is vaccinated, however, they will have a superficial but a strong reaction. Now, group one had a deep chronic reaction. This group, group two, has a more superficial but strong reaction. So they likely get a high fever and the superficial and strong reaction is actually robust enough to counter the vaccine. So because the immune system was able to elicit, elicit a strong response to remove the vaccination from the body, this is, um, they actually counter the vaccine. And as a result, even though these people were vaccinated, they're not protected from the epidemic. However, they won't have a fatal response even if they are exposed to the epidemic. That's group two. Group number three. This group develops no symptoms after being vaccinated. And this can happen for one of two reasons. A, when they receive the vaccination, their immune system was already too suppressed to produce symptoms to counteract the vaccine at all. So these people are so suppressed that they wouldn't be able to get infected by the epidemic anyway. And this is the group who rarely, if ever, gets a fever above 101.3. They already struggle with chronic health issues. Maybe they've had cancer. They've taken harsh meds um, or procedures like chemotherapy, radiation, you know, these really strong suppressive uh, treatments. Maybe they've had a strong vaccination history. They've had a history of antibiotic use. They've used corticosteroids. Maybe they've done all of those things, right? But the the important thing is that they're so suppressed. The immune system is so suppressed. It's literally like, think about um, just a brick wall sitting on top of your immune system. It's like a vaccine will create one, two, three, four layers of a brick wall. Then you have antibiotics. There's another brick wall. And then you have corticosteroids, brick wall. And then you get another vaccination, brick wall, right? This wall keeps building. And so the immune system is so suppressed 
that they stay stuck in their chronic health struggles. And they're stuck in these chronic health struggles because their body's too weak to produce stronger symptoms to help them get over the hump. Remember, the immune system is in place to produce symptoms. And this is the body's way of healing. Our body heals by producing symptoms. So if we have a symptom, we've been taught to immediately let's get that symptom out of the body. Let's clear it away. And while sometimes there needs to be immediate action on some of our symptoms, there's also a lot of time when we need those symptoms to play out uh, in order for our body to our immune system to strengthen and to remove a condition from our body. So group number three, A, these people are so suppressed that they can't actually even uh, have a reaction to a vaccine. They can get the vaccination and they'll have uh, no response or something like so minor and it just is here and and gone the next day. Um, And they're not going to get the epidemic anyway because they have so many bricks sitting on top of their immune system that they can't actually um, get the epidemic. But what they can get and they likely already have is one to several chronic health struggles. Okay, and then we have group number 3B. This group is very rarely seen today, sadly. Not even in most kids, especially if kids have already gone through a prior vaccination schedule, they've had antibiotics, they've had corticosteroids, etc. But this group they're healthy as an ox. And when they're vaccinated, they're actually too healthy and their organism is strong enough uh, to counter the vaccination and has no predisposition to the epidemic anyway. That's the group we all want to strive for. It doesn't exist much today, but... We can strive for that and we can especially help our children and future generations strive for that as well. So while this topic has many layers, I hope this episode has provided you with some deeper insights and wisdom around this highly misunderstood topic. Even medical doctors have no clue as to why some people react to vaccines and why some people don't. Maybe it's luck, you know, or maybe it's just this organism was really strong, this organism was really weak, right? They they don't have a deep understanding on a physiological level about this topic. And the side effects from vaccinations can be acute or insidious and chronic. And this is something that isn't well known or discussed in the Western medical world. However, there are some medical doctors who have uh, been brave enough and courageous enough to step outside of their medical training box and do their own research to to really see that hey there's really something we need to look at deeper here and um, there are some medical doctors with a different perspective which is great I hope that this continues in this direction But just for example, I read a post from a medical doctor yesterday singing the praises around their second um, C-19 jab that they got and quote-unquote they posted this all over social media. Yay, 24 hours later and just an aching arm. But what this really says 
is your body was too weak to create an acute response and you just further suppressed your immune system and signed yourself up for a disease of aging like cancer, arthritis, autoimmunity, etc. And you're promoting this to others. I hope that this episode helped you see vaccinations from a different perspective, from a deeper level, and that really there's a lot to consider with regard to how each individual is going to have a unique response to an epidemic and to a vaccination depending on their level of health and unique predisposition. To learn more about classical homeopathy and other holistic self-healing modalities, subscribe to this podcast and visit me online at heathershepherd.com. That's H-E-A-T-H-A-R-S-H-E-P-A-R-D.com at ancestraldigestion.com or on Instagram at sunlight underscore Rx.